You're now tuned into the most unpredictable podcast on the World Wide Web. Yo, about to shut it. Shut it. It is another episode of Said Loud with your favorite gilf. And Auntie uh, Karen L. And today in my hot seat, you know how hot I keep this seat over here, is Miss Q from Q Talks is joining me on Save Loud Podcast. We're going to chop it up and uh, tap into all the relationship good news that she got to share with us. Hello, Q. Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank, thank you. you. How are you? I'm great. I honestly can't complain. So I- I'm doing well. I feel like that's amazing. I feel like, yes, we can't, we can't <laughs> complain. We just not gonna complain. Um, so tell everybody a that little part. bit about Q. So if you're new to Save Loud Podcast, I've been following you for a while on social media, but I'm not sure everybody who listens to Save Loud Podcast knows exactly who you are. So can you just give them a little bit of uh, introduction, a little spice so they could um, figure that out for themselves, tap in, follow, well. you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Um, well, hi, everybody. Um, my name is Q, Q Talks. Um, I am a on-camera personality, your favorite red carpet um, reporter, or, you know, that your lifestyle just conversationalist. Um, I have a podcast. Well, it actually first started, let's rewind, before Q Talks, it was QTV. QTV was a celebrity gossip site and a celebrity gossip reporter. Um, and then I transitioned out of that. That was the time, you know, when gossip and all of those things were popular. That's when mm-hmm. I was in that round. But transitioned out. Now I have Q Talks, more lifestyle, more purposeful. Um, so I've been doing this now for 10 years by Coastal, New York and California. I'm hey. actually back in New York now. I am a... <laughs> I'm a Rockland Spring Valley native. Um, hey. Born and raised here, went through the high school system, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and uh, so what else can I tell you about myself? Um, I am also an experiential marketer. If you haven't realized I'm in marketing, um, you just got to see Q Talks and see all the marketing I do for myself. Um, what else can I talk about? Uh, what else do you want to know about me? If you guys want to follow me, you can follow me on my Instagram at QTalks. It's Q-U-I. A lot of people say Qui or Key, but it's Qsha, which is my real name, but it's Q. Nice. Wonderful. So you've been in the game for a minute, Q. Yes. Yes, So what is, how, did, how did that start? Let's talk about, because 10 years ago... Let's let's go back because ten years ago was a lot different than it is now, right? We we we're all social media, Instagram, Facebook. I don't even use Facebook like that because my grandma on there, so ain't nobody got no time to be over there. But um, <laughs> she was she was trying to censor me, and you know, Carnell can't be censored, so I got to move platforms. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like we can't move grandma, so we just gotta move platforms. Um, but how was that getting started in that ten years ago when the market and the social media and the marketing and the wave of technology was totally different? Let's let's tap in there because. That's a lot of conversion on that road in 10 years. Yeah. So I actually, 
I felt like it was a lot easier um, to be a reporter 10 years ago versus now, mm -hmm. um, reason the saturation of the market now. Talk but, about um, it. 10 years ago without, <laughs> right? Um, 10 years ago without social media, because Instagram didn't start until 2012. That's exactly when I really started, but it wasn't a big thing. So majorly YouTube was my biggest platform. So mm -hmm. I would literally have to go to these events with a camera, come home, edit. And the thing is that with YouTube and then you have your gossip sites, your YBF sites and mm -hmm. all of your celebrity gossip sites that are at the same events that I'm at. So I had no choice but to create my own website to be able to post up, post these things up. So before right. social media, actually having a website was the coolest thing to have. Right. So once I learned to create my own website, and this was before Wix was something big or mm -hmm. all these other stuff. I literally created mm -hmm. my website on WordPress. That's when everybody was a blogger. That's when blogging and vlogging were such the biggest thing. So yeah. I was a blogger and I was a vlogger. Now I'm a podcaster, so conversion, right? Um, so the thing is, that's how I kept up. I was a blogger. I just had to, I blogged more frequently. Like with social media, you could post one post a day and then that's that. Mm -hmm. This was literally a job. You had to, as soon as you heard something or saw something, you had to post up instantly. You had to mm -hmm. go on your website and go post it up because somebody else saw that, then you right. lost those views, you lost those that market. But yeah. yeah, it was a lot, it was a lot easier to make it, but it was also a lot more work. Right. Things are so digitally template, templates are set for us now and all of that. Things weren't like that 10 years ago, I can say. Wow, turn wow, it made me sound old. <laughs> How'd you start? How'd you get into that in the first place? Um, so I was my first degree is in fashion marketing. So I had to graduate college. You know, to graduate college, you have to do an internship. Right. Um, so one of my internships that I had to do was working with celebrity stylists, um, being a assistant stylist. So one day he just came up to me and he was just like, hey, I've been thinking about starting um, a YouTube channel called Style TV and I've been watching you. I like your personality. I think you should um, help me um, build this and I think um, you should be one of my reporters. So I'm like thinking it's like something like really small, never thought. I was like, okay, cool. Um, yeah, I'll try it out. Let's, take, let's try this out. The first event he sends me to, he just emails me. He's like, all right, here's the event. This is the information. He sends me to like an NFL pop-up shop and then he wants me to interview NFL players. Never in my life, like when it comes to marketing and fashion and all of that, I was the events girl. You're doing your fashion week shows in Bryant Park. That's what I was doing. I wasn't interviewing celebrities. I was feeding them. So mm -hmm. when they told me to go up and actually interview and ask them what do they wear off the field, I'm like, uh, okay, so how am I going to do this? So honestly, I've never been a reporter, never had the training. It wasn't something I really wanted to do. All I know is that I went up to him. I went up to the PR person. I was like, all right, we got to do this. Either I do this now or I don't do it. I don't know what's going to happen. So I actually had the PR person hold my cell phone and hold the cell phone up. That was when the quality of cell phones wasn't even that great. I had mm -hmm. her hold it up and I just started. And I was just like, hi, everyone. Welcome to Styles TV. Um, I'm here with the Brickashaw. I couldn't even say his name. And then I was just like, we're just going to ask what he likes to wear. And went into the full conversation. At the end of it, for some odd reason, everybody had a great time. I had a crowd around me. The PR people started loving me. They was like, oh, we have another person you want to interview. They brought me over to that person. That's and nice. then I just started getting 
I'm not gonna lie, I felt like a celebrity myself. So I was like, wait a minute, this is a kind of cool life. I can do this. So then I thought about it. Right? Exactly. I was like, wait a minute. So I got the PR person's information. Yes, I went to other events for my stylist, but the PR people started contacting me and having me come out to other events. Wow. Then other PR people and other people started seeing me at events and then they kept in contact with me to invite me to other events. So then I was like, wait a minute, this is a business. Mm -hmm. And then that's the inception of QTV and I became a blogger and now that's, it was everywhere. That's amazing. Cause so you just kind of right? stumbled into Different. it. That's dope. I love it. I'm here yeah. for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. Sometimes when the universe knows where you're supposed to be, it's going to put you there. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, he has yeah you're just gonna find your way there. So what's so we started out as a fashion. Was it start? Did it start out as fashion, or it started out just as blogging? Mm -hmm. Anything? No fashion. I was your it fashion girl. I was making clothes in Ramapo. I was the fashion girl. I won the fashion award and everything. I was making everybody's prom dress. I made my own prom dress. Nice. I was the fashion girl. I wasn't thinking about celebrity gossip at all. Right. So when did When did that happen? Um, it at that internship. That internship is what changed it because other people started asking me, "Where are you posting your video on your what platform?" And that kind of made sense to me. I was like, "Where am I posting these interviews? What's the point mm -hmm. of them?" Mm -hmm. And then that's when I started my own website. And then I started posting only videos, then I would go to an event for one week and then not go to an another event until the next week. So my posts were so lagged. So I started thinking, okay, on my off days, I just blog. Right. And that became a thing. That's amazing. Yeah, honestly. I love it. Yeah, asking some good questions. I forgot about these things. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes we don't reflect, right? Until you got to tell the story and you're like, that, yeah. that happened? You know? And yeah, okay. It's amazing when you get back to, to the story and it's like, oh, I stumbled into this and I didn't even know I wanted it. But now that I have it, this is cool. So. <laughs> and I'm going to do it and I'm going to so, my off. Yeah. So what is your, what is your, so you went into YouTube and you started doing YouTube videos, right? Mm-hmm. And then what was that like? Yes. Um, it was it was good. That was when um, Microsoft Word had the video editor stuff. I would just edit video. Then mm -hmm. I had a friend um, that would help me with the video editing. And then after a while, that took forever for them to complete. So I started teaching myself. I went on YouTube and started learning how to edit mm -hmm. myself. And then I just started editing. I started downloading the program for um, Adobe Premiere. Mm -hmm. It's just been that I would just edit and post. Wow! I would just—I started learning and watching other people's videos, saw how they edited and how they did certain things. So then I started learning their tricks, and that's how I ended up becoming such a great video editor. I didn't even know I had that skill. Yes, yeah, and that's not easy. Not everybody got an eye for that, by the way. Like some people can watch the video and do it, but not everybody has an eye to 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 understand. How to, you know what I mean? Like it takes a you gotta you gotta be yeah. well versed to to figure that out and kind of know what you want your vision to look like. Um, I, the, yeah. I, and I only say that because I'm an editor person. I can sit in the house, um, and, so you know, <laughs> all day, yeah. And I'm I'm fine in my little circle, you know, of doing that in my bubble. So that's why I said like you can learn. Let me send you. <laughs> I'll yes. send you my videos. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, 
I um I actually have an undergrad degree in media communication. So when I was on campus, I per- from Purchase, I went to Purchase. You know where Purchase is? That's what they do over there. Um, yeah, SUNY. Yeah, arts. <laughs> exactly. So I would um on my breaks in between classes, that's where people would find me in the library. Their libraries though have a home Mac center that has Adobe Premiere and Audition and uh, Final Cut Pro and um logic and all of that kind of stuff so i that's how i taught myself how to edit i would just go there every day to the library and i would just sit there and i would just tinker with it um and then um yeah that's how i taught myself and then i put a film in a film festival at rcc and i won and i was like who knew um <laughs> right who knew you are impressive <laughs> right I, I i didn't know i could do that and like you said i filmed it with my little you know, at the time, my little bloggy, um, mm-hmm. and and um, yeah, this was this was years ago. So when you said audition, I mean um, premiere and Adobe, I know because I also working at the radio station. That's what we we use at XM Radio to edit. We used um, auditions, which is also a premiere product to um, to schedule mm-hmm. our our radio to edit and and schedule radio. So a lot of people don't know that, but so that's why I I, I, I like that stuff. It makes me happy. <laughs> oh, wow! I hate it. So yeah, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're 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 full, we're full throttle over here. Um. So yeah, yes. yeah. So that's great. So what are what what's the podcast like now? What's how's podcasting? How did how did you get into that? How did we get from YouTube to podcasting? Um. So once I went to California in 2017, um, I started, I wasn't able to get my videographer to be with me that frequently because my videographer was mostly just for like red carpet events and all of that stuff. But then I kind of wanted to talk about my struggle in LA. It's just like what, you know, sometimes you just need to vent and mm-hmm. I can't call my videographer like, hey, I need you to come set up shop so I can vent. Mm -hmm. So I just started recording myself. I took my phone and just started talking into it. And then um, I just took the recording audio and I was just like, you know, I'll just put it on YouTube. I just put it on YouTube. And then I started researching and started, of course, you know, this is when podcasts were becoming more popular. And I started looking and I was like, you know what, let me go into the system and look what kind of system does this podcast stuff. And then put it on that on their program. So mm-hmm. once I started doing that, I submitted to iHeart, I submitted to all of these people. This is before everybody was able to get in, mm-hmm. but I was able to like submit to all of them. And then once I got on to iHeart, got on to Spotify, got on to all of these um, platforms, I was like, wait a minute, I got a whole gold mine. So then mm-hmm. I literally for three seasons, I just recorded myself talking about my struggles. Yeah. Talking about my stress in LA, talking about all of that. and it just became a thing so then now i decided why not transition q talks put a video to my struggle so then that's when i started adding um guest hosts or i started actually recording other people and tell, asking them to tell me about their issues because right. the first thing i wanted to do i wanted to highlight that you weren't the only one going through it because i had to remind myself that right. i was i moved across the country by myself no friends no family just wanted to do it all for pursuit for my dream. And I had to remind myself that I wasn't the only one and hearing other people's stories mm-hmm. actually made me stronger. So right. I felt like if that made me stronger, then I know that can make somebody else stronger. For sure. So that's what, and then now we're here. That's so I guess good it to know. Are you, still, so are you <laughs> still in LA or are you here in New York? 
I'm bi-coastal, so I'm mm-hmm. here in New York for a few months or a year. Like last year, I was in LA all last year. Um, I actually just got back here last month. So I, I have no kids, no, no husband, no nothing. So I'm all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> so no, I don't consider that all over the place. But I will say that um, I love LA, and it's one of the places where I'm strongly considering. Strongly, strongly considering. So here's the thing. My LA people, I love you guys, but I can't live in LA. I love working in LA because working is a lot easier. You get pushed. You, you'll because of the New York hustle, you'll get further in LA. Mm-hmm. But LA, it, it's not it. The the mindset of people, the it, it's not. It's yeah, not you know what I'm that is though. That's New York, uh, East Coaster. That's New York. Mm-hmm. That's the New York in you. And that's the yeah. thing. Like, I don't, I, there's nowhere else on the planet like New York. <laughs> you know, like, I, I already know that. I've never been, and I've traveled quite a bit. And I'm like, there's nowhere mm-hmm. in the world like New York. And while some people are scared to be here, I'm like, I love this shit. You know what I mean? So, I love- <laughs> the only thing I don't love about New York is snow. Everything else, I, I could do without the snow. I could do without that shit. Like, so, it, honestly, like, that's the only thing I was like. Yeah. No, I continue. That's the only thing. I love everything else about New York. I just don't like snow. But everything else? Honestly, that's what I was saying. And I was thinking about, oh, should I go to Florida? But I can't do the slow pace too much. And I can't do the Florida too much. But I don't know. Uh, wherever God ends me up, I just can't do the snow anymore. I like the homes. It's, it's making in me Florida. lazy in the winter. Yeah, I like the homes in Florida. Mm. I like the weather in Florida. I don't know about the people mm-hmm. though. Every time I watch, I read an article or Charlemagne be on the radio talking about the shit that happened. I always be like, it was Florida, wasn't it? And I'll be right. And so I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know. They just be They're a little crazy out there. stuff like that. They too far out there for me. Like you can't take a New York. They're gonna know I'm a New Yorker because I'm gonna have a Yankee fitted on some Tims mm-hmm. in, in November. They like I don't know if I'll fit in. And like I, I don't understand. Like because you know because. I'm used to walking in a bodega, right? Because I work in the Bronx. I'm used to like, yo, Ock, let me get a bacon and cheese, walk to the back of the store, get what I want, throw two <laughs> on the counter and leave. Like, they don't do that in Florida. The people waiting online and moving slow, mm-hmm. they're ringing things. Like, I'm, yep. t- I'm, I'm too hood for that. I just throw 50 cent down, grab my bag of chips and I'm out. Like, so I don't, you know, I don't. Yeah, I don't, don't need to talk like, to you, nothing. I don't got to say nothing because I see him every day. You know what I mean? We good. <laughs> So I just feel like the essence of who I am, I don't know if it will fit anywhere. But I will tell you this. Every time I go to L.A., I have a good time and they got palm trees and the pace is somewhat closer to New York than Florida is. Somewhat. Florida. So this is the thing. Yeah, yeah. But I always tell everybody, everybody, when you go to L.A., it's a facade. Like, we have such a great time vacationing. Living and vacationing in L.A. are two different things. Yeah. There's really nothing to do in L.A. (laughs) You go there, if you really think about your vacation, you have to really start to think about, what did I do on this vacation that (laughs) I can do every single day for the rest of my life? Right. Like, you really do. Because in New York, there's something for you to do. Whether you walk outside now, walk outside later, there's going yeah. to always be yeah. something to do. Yeah. There's probably too Think much about to your do vacation in New York. LA. <laughs> you know? There is. It's, it's, it's literally much. like this city that exciting. everyone sleeps. It's like, bro, I'm tired. No, you never been to the, the club in New York? <laughs> I, I hate it. I'm old now. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. But I'm old. Oh it's Not like anymore. if you if in a club in New York, we don't like other cities, y'all clubs close at 2 a.m. 
and then y'all could maybe go to yeah. a strip club in New York. So for you, for you, New, York, New Yorkers, you know what I'm talking about. For everybody else that listens to this podcast, New York, you could leave the club at six in the morning. I swear to God, I've done it, and my eyes are burning. <laughs> Q, you know this. And my eyes are literally burning. And I always got that one girlfriend that's like, let's go up to Dykeman and yep. get breakfast. And I'm like, bitch, I'm about to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich over my sink. And then I'm going to bed. Fuck is you talking about? Like, we're not going out for breakfast. We're not doing that. You know that is true. That friend? Ooh. <laughs> no, I just always that friend. I need a sandwich. always that friend. I'm like, Stop. no, I'm going to eat whatever. That chicken wing I left in the refrigerator and I'm going to bed. Like, no, we're not going out now. It's 6.30. The sun nah. is coming up. The birds are chirping. People going to work. We still got our club clothes on. Somebody carrying their shoes with them. Like, no, we're fucked up right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking I'd about? I still be thinking about. <laughs> yeah, I always be like, you know what? As soon as I'm about to leave this club, I know for a fact I'm about to go get a honey turkey sandwich. I you need see? that. You see? Nah, I'm more of the like, yo, get the kebab outside. We gonna eat it before we get in the car, and then that's it. We why y'all always gotta be so extra? <laughs> it's always and, and you plan that out. <laughs> can't can't New York doesn't sleep. You could listen, listen. It's it's a whole nother level yeah. here. And I love it. I'm not even complaining about it. I'm not even complaining. I love being a New Yorker all day. Uh, we'll complain and then be like, I'm not going nowhere. No. <laughs> no. Because you can't find this anywhere else. You can't find it. Yeah, no. you, you can't. You can't find what you find no. here. Like I'll be dr- riding around watching like crackheads do stuff. I'll be like, only in New York. I'll be proud of them. <laughs> only in New York. <laughs> like, only- You're so <laughs> proud of them. I'll be proud of them. Like, oh, you stole that shit? Only in New York. <laughs> Ain't got so no like, That's my New York. Thumbs up. Well. Only in New York. This morning, I was on the way to work. It was about six o'clock this morning. It was still dark outside. He riding that little scooter, blasting some music out, whatever he had to blast music out. I don't know. And I was like, only in New York did he stop they, at the light with me, but he's a homeless guy on a scooter. How the hell you get a scooter? I don't know, but he's chilling. Six o'clock in the morning. I said, only in New York. I love it. See, I love New, the York. New York hustle. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, even our crackheads work. Like, it's serious. They be working. <laughs> they be working. <laughs> It's crazy. They our crackheads are crazy. Crackheads work. I like that. They do. They do. Our crackheads be working. I had a crackhead curse me out. It's crazy. I went to this really nice restaurant queue with my girlfriend. You know, like one of those restaurants where they have like the steak just comes by itself. It don't come with no size. That's how you know you're in a fancy mm. restaurant. You know, you just had a steakhouse. Mm. You got to order your mashed potatoes and your asparagus separate because your steak just come three pounds yep. hanging off the plate. I don't eat meat no more, by the way. But when I did, I ordered this steak and I couldn't eat it all because I'm about five foot. I ain't going to tell you how much I weigh because it's too much. But at the end of the day, I shouldn't be that much. And I didn't need to eat the whole steak. That's all I got to say about that. So we leaving to go to the Knicks game. And I'm like, I don't want to throw this food in the garbage because my mama told me because I was Indian parents. My parents, if you throw food away in this house... They're going to beat you. Mm-hmm. That's, and they don't care how old you are. And my mom's slipper, it got a boomerang on it. So if she take it off and throw it, it goes smack you in the back of the head and then go back to her foot. <laughs> I don't know how she do that. She got perfect aim. Can't throw shit in the garbage, but she could throw shit at your head. It's going to hit you. 
Yo. I always I learned not to throw food in the garbage because kids in Africa are starving. That's what they told me. You know what I mean? Yo. <laughs> so Africa, I'm like, damn, I don't want to throw this in the garbage, but I don't want to take it to to the to the to the um Nick game because they're not gonna let me go through security with the bag and the food and all that. So I see this homeless man on the street and I'm like, you know what? This mind you, this meal was not cheap. Like it was not cheap, like I wouldn't have paid for it with my money. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I, I I go to the homeless man and I'm like, here, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to throw this in the in the garbage. Um why don't you take this? And he was like, what is this? And I was like, well, it's dinner. Like, I'm giving you dinner. Like, this is great. Like, you're going to have something warm to eat. It's a steak. And my- you know, this guy gave it back to me and asked me for $5. I was like, you know what? <laughs> Only in New York. <laughs> I respect your hustle. <laughs> I tell you, like, that's cute and all, but no, let me get some money. <laughs> what, bro? I don't even understand. All right, so let's talk about relationships. Okay. Because I don't have one. Mm, neither do I, honey. So what? Do, what? What? Do, what? Do, what? Do, what, do, what, do, what do I do? Well, <laughs> I, I've been in therapy. Uh-huh. Me too. Me too, sis. Black girls in therapy. Okay. I love it. Ooh. Um, it ain't so, helping with my dating pool. It's just helping me realize I need to figure my shit out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure the therapist is like, so is you dating or not? Because like, <laughs> my therapist is like, you know what? Keep coming because I know I'm going to keep getting this money. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, every time I think like, all right, whoo, I had a breakthrough. Maybe this I'm ready. And then she hits me with something else that I need to think about and clean up. And I'm like, wait yeah. a minute. I mean, I ain't oh. never getting married. Yeah. But one thing um I can honestly say when it comes to like the dating um realm, number one is it's about you. Um <laughs> yes, it, it could be about the other person as well, but it's mostly about you. It's about how you wanna be loved. It's about how you want to be pr- provided for how how that person makes you feel and then also are you ready are you ready to do the same because it's really one hand washes the other how you treat others they'll treat you as well and it's i remember um ayana saved my life if i said mm-hmm. her name correctly she got divorced after like 40 years or something like that mm-hmm. and she realized that she wasn't being loved the way that she wanted to be loved and that I feel like a lot of us, a lot of people who are married as well, sometimes just settle. And I told myself, no, I, if I have to walk this world single, then I have no choice but to walk this world single because I want to be loved correctly. Yeah. <laughs> and I know one thing, another thing that my therapist actually really opened up my eyes and it's been like a reappear, like reoccurring sentence in my head. She was like, how do you see nurture from a man? And I had to really sit there and think about it because I didn't really have daddy in my life. Good question. I'm going to have to. Exactly. Damn, why you drop that? You know what time it is? About 9, 18. I ain't finna sleep tonight. (laughs) You really going to start thinking. It's really going to be on my mind because now I'm going to be like, nobody ever asked me that before. Nobody ever asked me that. So when she asked me that, I was like, nurture from a man. Like, I can explain to you all day what nurture from a mother looks like. Um, I can tell you all day, but I didn't have daddy in my life. So I don't even know what a man is supposed to do because I just watch what everybody else does. And I assume that's what it's supposed to be. But I never had, 
yeah, I never really had dad be like, nurture. What, what is dad supposed to do? Because now when uncles get too close to me, I'm like, don't you think you're not supposed to be touching like that? Because, you know, but mm -hmm. then again, it's like maybe that's their way of loving. Or and seeing dad or a male figure nurture mom. That I have never seen that. My mom, I've, it's only been me, my mom, my sister for the past 30 years of my life. Because women tend to learn what relationships look like what the relationship they're going to be in based on the relationships that they see. So if you don't see mom being catered to, mom being loved, mom being nurtured, yeah. it's very hard for you to understand what you expect from a man because you don't really have mm -hmm. any tangible evidence. You just exactly. have social media, you just have TV, you just have books, you just have other people's lives outside you of- You have hashtag black love. Yeah, but you don't actually see that day-to-day mm -mm. -day inner working of what that looks for. So now we're all no. hopeful for something that we don't even know what that really is. Well, damn, that's heavy. And the thing is that we're only seeing the surface of these things on TV and social media. We don't know the behind the scenes when mm -hmm. an argument. How do you argue? Mm -hmm. And there's certain things because not a lot of people know how to argue. I even had to read a book on it. So I'm mm -hmm. not even going to lie. Yeah. So there is just multiple different things that, like you said, seeing how a relationship work in a house allows you to grow and know how to be in a relationship. If you realize kids that have mommy and daddy in the house are more likely to get married. Right. Because they've seen it. They know how to work it out. They've seen the fights. They've seen the tension. They know what mommy and daddy went through, how they fixed it. So now you have that education. Mm -hmm. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's yeah. really interesting. That's a lot of work. I mean, I well, think, you know, even people that have mom and dads is still a lot of work because you got to you got to look at really who you are and your identity from that, you know, yeah, and then figure out hard. how does that impact what your expectations are for relationships and so how you behave in those well. relationships, there's you know, relationships, especially baby boomer relationships. A lot of them are just relationships that are settlement relationships where like, mm -hmm. okay, we had a kid now we have no choice to stay together because right. the old fashioned way. So that too, you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. So, so what do we do? Cause, okay. So we're doing the therapy. I'm, I say we, cause we doing that. Right. So we're doing the therapy. I'm doing the therapy. Mm -hmm. I like therapy. I think therapy is great. I think that I tell people all the time when you're, heart is not doing what it's supposed to do you see a cardiologist and when your foot is not doing what it's supposed to do you see a podiatrist and when your soul is not doing what you need it to do for you you need to go see your therapist and i think that that mm. should be okay right yeah, and, and that's part of taking care of yourself you take care of your physical self you need to take care of your social emotional wellness as well so i'm a big advocate for people getting the help that they need um and and especially for y'all black people not stigmatizing asking for help because you know Y'all be needing it. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I said mm -hmm. it. Y'all be needing it. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of times we don't we don't want to put the work in, right? And so especially as women, I go really hard on women in this show, Q. I go really hard because I feel like, um, I do. I really go hard on okay. women because I feel like we be the first people to be like, I'm not toxic. We are. We're, we're, we we're don't realize. Are you crazy? You're like, okay, you're outside the house. 
Uh, he's not coming back um and (laughs) you just beat up his mom um (laughs) like you can't you can't do this sis you can't you can't you know and when women are 19 and 20 and our prefrontal cortex is not fully developed i'll forgive you um when you're 45 with shit to lose i will smack you like what is wrong with you sis like if my girlfriends call me now talk about we gotta go fight some bitch i'm gonna sit the whole way down <laughs> I am going to sit the whole way down, like sis, bro. I'll get you on the next one. I'm not going out there fighting. No, all about two weeks away from AARP. The fuck is you doing? Nobody's doing this fight. Nobody. We're not doing that. Y'all just gonna look like fools on social media. What? what? Like my dude is taking half of Viagra. You want to go fight for that? Like, come on now. I'm not doing that. Nobody better call me with that shit. I swear to God. I got a union job. I got to go work in the morning. I don't have time for that shit. I got a union job. I love that. Catch you on the next one. Girl, we need to go fight this woman. Like, bro, like, I'm not fighting a woman for no dude. Let him go. Cut that, cut him loose. Let him go. Cut him off the leash. Let him go. Um, Yeah, I don't, I feel like as women, we talk a lot about being toxic, but we don't take the time to do the work. To heal, like you said, and doing the healing. And then we're wondering why we keep getting in relationships over and over again that are not healthy for us, but we keep doing the same thing in all the relationships and being attracted to the same type of person. And it's just kind of like, I don't understand. Like if I burned you with fire, would you let me burn you again? No. So why you keep doing that to yourself? It's like self-sabotage. So that's why- I was gonna say some people don't even know that they're doing it to themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Some people just think they're doing something different, but they're really not. They're like, oh, no, I didn't date the boy with the baggy pants. This one got a little bit tighter, but he still got the same background, same job, same yeah. everything. It, yeah. 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 I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So what are you, I know you, so what do we talk about on Q Talks now? Are we talking about relationships or what is mostly your like topic and demographic of that show? So with the topic, the topic varies depending on the season. Like last season, season six, we did um, mostly entrepreneurship um, where I highlighted a bunch of different entrepreneurs and different types of entrepreneurship. So everyone doesn't think you could be in the same realm. Um, I also, yeah, because I also wanted to highlight like people who went through the struggles and still are entrepreneurs and own a real Mm -hmm. business. Um, This season for season seven, which actually is only, it was, supposed to be cuffing season it was going to be all about relationships but i haven't made the announcement so i guess i'm making the announcement for the first time hey. I, show, I have to put <laughs> i have to put the show on hold um because i've been called to do a bigger project yeah um, so i'm gonna focus on that for a little bit but season seven is on hold but when it comes back season seven was going to be cuffing season because season four i dated seven guys and talked about it for all the season for the entire season Mm -hmm. season seven i wanted us to fight i wanted it to be battle of the sexes men versus women so Mm -hmm. we were going to fight about different topics and when it came to relationship and dating and learning how to date i also had a sex therapist i have all these people lined up still waiting for me to just call them but I have a th- sex therapist, a relationship therapist um, couple, which I've been interviewing, and they got some golden gems. They even told me how they were on the verge of divorce and still worked it out. Yeah. So it's like I had, I have. I'm not gonna say I had. I still have all of these people right. for when I. So the content's lined up. We just got it. Yeah. yeah. I just got to get to allocate the time. But yeah, this season we're really gonna explore deeper because 
like you said, we're all in therapy and I want to find out why are we still single? What's the mm -hmm. problem? How, how can we get out of this? Plus, I kind of want to be a mini therapist for ooh, the show, be a mini therapist for those who don't want to go to therapy or can't afford mm -hmm. therapy. They can see other people's arguments and see other people's reasoning and try to put their reasoning together as well. I love that because a lot of people do use podcasts and, and other shows like that for, for pieces of advice. And yeah. so just making it readily available to them so that they can have that, you know, right? They wouldn't yeah. pick up the phone and make the phone call or seek out the information another way because it might mm -hmm. feel like, oh, damn, I got to commit to this. But just hearing it and be like, oh, you know what? Let me be reflective. Let me think about my relationships. Let me think about what I know and how I know this and what I want to change. So I think bringing that to, to people is dope and giving them the, yeah. the scaffold in the middle you know, and making it accessible is what we need to do to get more people to kind of understand themselves better and understand their relationships better. Um, yeah. I have one more question before I let you go. This is I'll honest. This was like, why are we both single? And I don't, I don't <laughs> even know this. But I will ask this question because I get asked this question all the time. So I'm going to just ask it back to somebody else. Do okay. you think that confident, successful women have a harder time dating? Oh, yes, absolutely. Because I am one of those confident or successful women that are hard to date. Um, the only reason why I believe we have a harder time um, dating is because one, we come with a lot more dominance and we come with the package of I already know what I want. I created this life for myself. So right. a lot of men feel a lot more inferior when they're just like, hmm. So how can I penetrate this if you already created your package? You get what right. I mean? So I the only reason why I know how to answer a little bit of this is because my therapist, has, I've been asking my therapist this too. I'm like, what? Is it because I'm too strong? Is it because I'm too dominant? Should I be a little bit less dominant? But then I don't want to be because if he goes left, then I'm going to go right and then we're going to have a problem. So I she, then she has to tell me, you have to sit back and think, look at your entire picture. Where would he fit in? And I have to start to really think like, hmm, I could pay this, I could do this, I could do that. I guess I could let him do that. But then again, at the same time, would you want a guy that you come into and he's like, oh, I got this handle, house is clean, bought this, bought that. You don't have to do anything but sit down. Yes, yes, you okay I do. With that? <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. What, what, what is the problem? I don't even yes. see anything, but would you really want that? Yes, yes, yeah. I would really want that. I don't understand. You know, you said that to me because I'm really thinking this through too. Now that you said that you was dropping some gems today, I'm like, I'm really gonna be in the car talking to myself. <laughs> you know, if you see me, you know, pull up at a red light and I'm talking and there's nobody there, mind your fucking business. Um, anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> anyhow, I really okay. My phone is like, I won't respond to that. That's my watch. Anyhow, uh, yes, she heard you. She be all in my business. Um, anyhow, um. What I'm thinking is like, the first thing that came to my mind was like, um, we are like, where does he fit in? And in my mind, I feel like I shouldn't be treated like every other woman. Like, where does he fit in? Cause what do I need? I feel like this is a sweeter deal. Like, yeah. excuse me, sir. I don't really need anything. 
So I said, I need you to be my partner. I need you to be my companion. I need you to roll with me here or there through life. I don't need you to pay bills. I don't need you to keep a roof over my head. I don't need that. So in my mind, this is a sweeter deal because I'm not coming to you, begging you for tangible items that you could hold me hostage, which could I'll never be in a situation like that again. But <laughs> um, I'm really more like this, like I'm at the stage in life where like, yo, I'm not having any more kids. Like whoever come in my life now, like we chilling. It's, it's about traveling. It's about mm-hmm. running businesses. It's about eating out. It's about having a good time. It's about like, rolling with the punches. It's about going visit my grandkids and taking them to the park. And then go, like, it's not about we have to, we have to hit so, the dirt and bill all that, you know? And so for me, I just feel like I, I need companionship. I don't need a boat. I, I built a boat. Ain't got so no my, <laughs> She She didn't, I did mention that. It's funny that you said it because I said the same thing. I was like, oh, I don't need a guy for anything. And she had to wheel me back. And then she, she also had to tell me that it's not about you needing a guy. Like, yes, I agreed. She agreed with me that a guy, because you have all of this set up, you don't expect for somebody to be, for you to be left for them just to be able to fit in. Mm-hmm. She said the right person will just come in and know where to fit in. Mm-hmm. Like, and they I will believe just that. Know there's a crack there. Don't know. Okay, I'll put put myself in that space. Close that up. Up. Oh, there's a crack there. Let me. Yeah. Like there. I need Close a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Yes, honey. I need a yeah. I need that somebody's gonna come in and be like, "Yo, babe, we running this business. I'm gonna go drop it at the post office for you." I need somebody that's gonna still do the things that I need a partner to do. Okay, babe, I filled up your car because I know you gotta do so and so today. You know what I mean? I like that kind of thing. All right, babe, you got an event to go to. All right, well, I'm gonna be here cutting the grass and watching football. I'm good. Have a good time. Like, I'm not looking for. You know, I'm not looking for someone to come save me. I'm just looking for someone to come rock with me. And I think that's the and difference. That's the thing. A lot of guys, I think, are missing that point, too. And I guess until we find a guy that's not trying to be Captain save I guess we're going to have to keep waiting. until. Well, I feel goes. also, cute that there's, like, so many... Those men, because I advocate for men a lot, I feel like they have so many women coming at them with that behavior that they just expect that shit from me, too. And like, so meet these women all the time and Mm -hmm. she wants this and she wants that. So they're used to, they're used to that. They're preconditioned to that based on what, who they met, what they've done, Mm -hmm. who they dated. As long as, you know, with social media, TV don't help either, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so, Mm -hmm. you know, basketball wives and ain't none of them married, like things like that, you know, love and hip hop, ain't nobody in love. Um, (laughs) And I love them, you know. They're my friends. Like they, we cool people and everything. Like y'all still coming on the show. Don't don't disrespect me. But um, but uh, the reality is that 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 persona, that image of women, is so mm-hmm. out there and so expected that when we meet a woman who doesn't need that, it's like, oh shit, I don't know, I don't, you know. Yeah, and they they, they actually get really intimidated, right? I've actually had people tell me um, that. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. I've actually had people. Are you there? Oh, yeah. No. No, I can hear you. I've actually had people tell me that I'm intimidating, and I was like, I'm five foot nothing. How the hell am I intimidating I to anybody? Okay, so everybody can find me at on Instagram at Q Talk. Same thing with YouTube, Facebook. 
Q-U-I Talks with an S at the end. My website is qtalks.show. Um, you guys can email me, info at qtalks.show. Everything is qtalks. DM me, follow me, all of that. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I had so much fun, Karen. Like, you are hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. You're good. You got this, girl. <laughs> Live, live. 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 live